0: Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. I am back with Michael Shepard welcome okay. who just moved he's like trying to get his house in order and wi-fi and all the fun things of trying to make make it work from our own homes so we did the interview with you bill strickland our mcgee and marty lewis because yes. i think I started that as i had just gone to paris and I did an interview with the, the there's was floor, four black male dancers in the lido which was history which is really sad because you guys were the eighties and here it was, what is this 40 years later? And it took that just to have four. So they wanted to record this, that this was history being made and what right. it meant to not be the, the only, like I said, the token black dancer in the show. And then when you guys got together, it was interesting because you guys were saying things that each of you didn't even know of how, like sometimes how that worked. And so I thought it was really great to go back and hear what it was like at that time. And also the friendship that you have was my favorite part of how you guys have stayed in each other's lives. And when things were hard, you guys were there for each other. So that's the part that I love the most, but having four of you is hard because we, you barely touched on each person's story. and Then we were, we were done. So then I said, I want more. I want to hear Michael Shepard's story. And I told you, I put pressure on you that we're going to laugh. And I'm sorry, that's a lot of pressure, but you made me laugh when we did the tea time. When we wore our fancy hats and I don't know a couple of things you said. I'm like, Okay, let's see, let's see where this goes today. So no pressure, Michael, but I'm expecting to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. So where well, did where did you grow up?
1: I grew up here in Dayton, Ohio. Um, oh, you're back. Okay. Yes, I'm back home. I I came back home in um, 2004. Um, I had just retired dancing with Charo. That was the last show I've done um, before getting out of showbiz. But um, I grew up here back in the 70s where it was really, really, really a lot of fun and a lot of modern dance, no contemporary, but modern dance was, you know, the height of, yeah. of all the companies. And, you know, and um, I, I, I studied with um, Sidney Richardson's Theatrical Dance Company here. Um, and um, I was with them for about four years. And I went to New York but the only reason why well one of the reasons why i went to new york because i was you know we had relatives in new york my grandma lived there and a bunch of relatives and alvin ailey came through dayton and i had my young impressionable mind at that time by the time i i came out of um, the dance company here in dayton i was 19. and when when alvin ailey came through the victoria theater downtown a friend of mine knew how to get through to the side door, but what we did, we went out on the outside because I know the 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 whiz or there was another show that came through there and he knew how to get up to the dressing rooms. It was just <laughs> like we were all we were all dun 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 we were just through. And I'm like, you know, anything that you know we can do to get close to like professional dancers, we did. So we ended up going around to the side door and we waited and we waited. And all of a sudden the door popped open and here comes some dancers. And I about had a heart attack because I was just so like, oh wow, you guys are with the with Alvin Ailey. And at that time, you know, back in the day and other companies now they have the first and second company and a third company like The Repertoire, you know, so, so we, um we met, we met, Two, one was, um, anybody that knows this gentleman, I want to say Aaron Washington. I bet I'd be trying to drop names. I may probably get the names wrong, but his first name was Aaron. I spoke to him, or Aaron Duggar. I spoke with him and another gentleman. But anyway, they were saying like, you know, like very Like, oh, well, you know, you guys are dancing out here. You know, we have an auditions for Alvin Ailey, you know, for the scholarship this summer. And that's all he had to say to me. And, you know, that's all he had to say for me to get, like, my eyes popped out of my head. I was like, oh, my God. You know, so we had this conversation. They took off. They went back to the hotel. And I looked at my, one of my, who was my best friend at the time. He's passed away since. But um, we looked at each other like, oh, my God, I have to be up there. I got to be good in New York. And so, anyway, I went to my mother. And she was all gone ho for it because my grandma lived there. So I ended up going to New York and I auditioned and I stayed with my grandma in Jamaica, Queens. And I ended up, you know, it was like all these dancers. And it was the first, I was 19 years old and it was the first time I ever went to a professional audition. I was so overwhelmed. And the thing was, there was this big studio. And at that time they were and still are at 1515 Broadway in New York, right in the middle of Times Square, Mm -hmm. Alvin Ailey. And with this big old studio, and they had all these dancers. My uncle took me, and um, he waited downstairs for me, bless his heart. (laughs) You know, he waited downstairs, and I went up there, and it was just... It was amazing. It was really overwhelming. But at the time, my dance teacher, she kept saying was, when you go up there, Michael, pull up. Just pull up. Look alive. Keep your chin up. Don't forget the point. You know, da-da-da-da. She's <laughs> going. And I'm in the corner. Only thing, only stretches I was doing in the corner was like in second position. And I just kept going back. You know how you, you stretch side to side. You go right. back and forth. And like, <laughs> I was, you know. And I'm like, okay, I don't have much stretch. But... I'm gonna go up here and get my body together. But it, I'm gonna tell you something, Sherry. The, 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 the thing that I remember from the audition was well, there's, there's about three things. One, these dancers were from New York and I was already like, oh my God. They had stretched, they were stretching up against the wall. They put the leg up on the wall, they were stretching. they were at the bar, just doing back bands and all this stuff. And I'm from Dayton, Ohio, and I'm like going, okay. I had never seen that stretch before in my life. I had no idea what these people are doing. But don't forget, at that time, Fame was out, the movie Fame. Oh. So that's when I also heard about PA, the, performing arts, the School of Performing Arts. So you had all those people in there. And I'm looking around going, yeah, this, yeah, I might have been off too much more than I can chew or here," <laughs> And so... Anyway, when it came time to dance, oh, okay, this okay, this is a good story to tell you. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay, so I'm going to try to bore people because it, it can go on and on. But they had you, they had three sections of audition, ballet, modern, and jazz. And they always ask you, okay, ballet, two years or more, and this line, two years or less. I'm like, okay, I better get two years or less. Okay, because, you know, we did a little ballet, but, you know, I'm, I'm not a ballet dancer, so I did two years or less. And you pretty much time do, fourth position, single pirouette, down. Okay, good. We got through that. Okay, good. When it came to modern dance, it's like, okay, well, we did modern back in the... Okay, I think I'm going to... Two years or more. I, I think I can do this. Baby, we went over in that two years or more. So, you know, you talk... They talk to Graham or Horton. Um... It was a Horton combination and she said five, six, seven, eight. She jumped up in the air, went on the floor, rolled over, came up and did all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I just looked at them and I went over. OK, this is what I did. The audacity to do. I went over to the judges table and was like, excuse me, um, I think I need to go to the two years or less um, group. And she, (laughs) they looked at me like pan-faced, like, how dare you come up and just, you know, want to change the groups now. And I said, do you mind if I go over there? And they just, they didn't even speak. They just like chipped their hair like, "Mm mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So I felt bad. I'm like, oh my God, I just made an ass of myself now. So anyway, I went over to the other group, got through that audition. And uh, like I said, they tell you as you go along, whether you, you made it or not. And so I passed the modern. And then when the jazz came up, I passed the jazz, and so they said, "Well, we have the finals. We have the final calculation of all the votes, and um, we need everybody to stay in the room with their tag facing us." And so we stood there, and they took two groups of people, and they call my number. They didn't call your name. They called your number, and I damn near like wedded myself. I was like, "Are y'all kidding me?" Even after I made a fool of myself going up there Whoa. saying, I, "I do this." And so, anyway, I made it, and I, I got a scholarship at Ailey, And I'm gonna tell you something: there were people up there crying and going through the changes, and people who actually saw stretching like major stretch, like they were, you know, doing crazy stuff I've never seen before. But I'm gonna tell you something, Sherry: I had a I had a moment with myself later that night, just when it was just me and all the, you know, the, the craziness. Calmed down, went down there calling out my uncle, I got it, I got it, you know, yada, yada, called home to my mom and everybody, told everybody. But I had a moment like, you know, and I carried this with me through the rest of my life too, because that was the only time I was intimidated. Throughout my whole career, you learn, it's not so much of intimidation who are better dancers or or who had more, better facility, as we say, when you have stretch. Some people have stretch, you know, to get the leg Mm -hmm. up and everything. But I, I, I learned to keep myself re- reminded that it's not about your stretch and how high you can kick. They had stretch over me, but I could dance. It's in my body. There's things that I can do and move that they couldn't do or the next person can do. There's things that you can do, I can't do, but I know what I can do. and So I had to learn to take that, for the rest of my career, because something made them see something in me. So that was my first time um, leaving Dayton and um, going to audition and getting the audition with Alvin Naley. And that's that's my story and I'm sticking to it.
0: <laughs> okay, I love that for so many things. Cause I remember going to like, at the Seattle uh, Fifth Avenue Theater, which is a big one here in Seattle after I'd been doing Hello Hollywood and all that. And there are the people that are like holding their leg up and bending sideways. And it's almost like an intimidation game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, they're yeah, kind yeah, of oh, yeah. looking around. You're seeing this. And then when they danced, there really wasn't most of those people, I didn't really see anything. So I think don't look at those people because you don't really know. But it is kind of <laughs> like a psych out thing. And you could. But
1: being, but being at 19 years old and just yeah. leaving home and being around dancers, no matter what their caliber were, caliber were whether they were already studying at Haley's and went for the auditions or going to. Um, performing art school and waiting to come over to audition or coming from Joffrey, you know, it was just, it was everything going on out there in New York. And here I was in the middle of it. And it was, I I have to admit, it, it was intimidating. So therefore I had to tell myself if you can do that move, Michael, do it and, and I mean, and just do it well, do it well. But it was so much more I had to learn. It was just, yeah. and I'm so glad they accepted me because I just, I had to had to get it, I had to absorb it all in. Cause I was, I was just beginning. I mean, yeah, four years, and four years is nothing. You know, I started at 16 years old, you know. Uh, what it, was, it, how
0: different was your modern the, the, than what you were doing with Alvin Ailey? Was it, We oh, you doing yeah. Graham or was it very, very different?
1: It was way different because listen, our dance, our dance, my dance teacher had another um young lady where well, she was a she she's my sister, she's about three years older than me. She was teaching us dance. So they was making up stuff, Sherry. They hadn't okay. got training. No, they hadn't got training from nowhere. So yeah. we learned, you know, the street modern dance. You know, we have to, you know, the way we think it should move, the way we think we think it should look. And so what they were doing, I said, oh this is modern dance because you had a title to the, the type of dance. You had Graham, you had Horton, you know, and I've never learned that before. And so it was nice to be in the world now to go, oh, when I go to the auditions, this is how this should be looking. This is yeah. how this should be looking. So, yeah, it was that was really interesting. And then we had different types of jazz. It was um um, um Bo Parker was my teacher uh, at Ailey's. And, um, his his mentor was um 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 Pepsi Bethel, an old authentic jazz dancer, you know. Yeah. He's on those old video footage, you know. He, you know, so so you got the real deal. I mean, I got the real deal up there, you know, the authentic jazz, you know. So, you know, and in 19 putting on my body, you know, putting that on my body and and working it out. When I end up teaching later on in, you know, in my career, I would, I would do some of the authentic Pepsi Bethel. Warm up for jazz, you know, which, which was in flex foot, you know, bend your knee and have a flex foot up to your knee, you know, it's, it, and yeah. then turn, pivot, turn, because that's what I learned, and so yeah. I. Took that.
0: It just says so much because you're saying you're naming Joffrey and people who are already you know training in New York. So there's, I, I love to, like if you get asked why would you pick that person, because I've sat on both sides of an audition tape, like being the audition is one thing, but to sit and then listen to what they say or why they see something in someone or take a or like we don't want these people that are already fully formed one way because i just we have did, to say if the humbling thing when point. i moved to good yeah point. you want they want to move yeah they want you to go good towards good their point. style and sometimes the humility when i moved to vegas i, I went to backstage and i don't i don't was wrong whoever's class i took it was so hard but when we, we checked in my my roommate and i they just asked how long we've been dancing and we said 10 years and we, th- we thought we were the shit like we were the advanced mm-hmm. girls because you know the bigger ones move away and you're advanced by default because you're older yeah. and so we well, got in there course. and get our our butts just handed to it I mean we just were we left so humbled and like what do we know so the next day we went back and it was a different person on the desk and they asked how long we've been dancing and we said we just started yesterday <laughs> 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 because That's we realized awful. as good as we were in our small town I just was so in awe when seeing these people, and it was it's, instead of being intimidated, it actually like can mo- motivate you to go harder. But if you're like, I have it all, there's not much to work with there. And so to be like, I have a lot to learn. And you want yeah. to learn,
1: but you and I want to. Yeah,
0: and you want to learn. I think that's like when they audition us for even the big shows. Like if you are super perfect, maybe that's not as intriguing. as like there's something raw in here of like personality and style and hunger. Yes. How long were you at Alvin Ailey? How long was that scholarship for?
1: I was there. Um, unfortunately, the downside of that, I was there for a few months and then I had to leave because, of course, you don't get something for nothing. Um, they were asking for money at towards the end of that run and um, the tuition. and And I did I did consider it, although I did get a job working at Citibank. You know, I got a job on the side so I can at least have some money coming in. I was staying with my grandma. I had a roof and board and everything and um, getting fed. But um, I wasn't making any money except for, you know, I had temp jobs. And I forgot how much, honestly, I did forget how much they was asking for. But I did call down and ask my mom for that. And it was something that they couldn't, they couldn't afford. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't pay for it. I couldn't pay for it. So, what I did, and thank God I did while I was there, I took as much as I possibly could in because you had stretch at eight o'clock in the morning, um, everyday ballet. I had um, every day was ballet and modern, I think, and then two or three days jazz. Um, Like I said, but you had stretch class. But again, you were in class every day, every day. my my teacher and i can drop these names but anybody's out there that that went through Ailey's, they they know exactly what i'm talking about and i was there by the way in 1980 so if everybody's trying to figure out what day it was 1980 i was in new york so um, um christopher robert christopher was my ballet teacher denise jefferson was my modern who sometimes <laughs> when, when she wasn't there pat tom pat thomas was um uh, uh, she, she filled in and, and of course some of the people from the first company um bill jones filled in too sometimes for, mm. um, for the and then my jazz was um bo parker he was my jazz teacher so and then like i said in the morning i don't know who, who gave us the stretch class but like i said eight o'clock nine o'clock in the morning you know Ooh. you're like oh
0: that's so you're, hard in the body <laughs> Yeah, wow. the morning, catch the
1: subway but you had to do it it was one of those do or die things and so yeah i took i mean and then the classes was phenomenal and Oh, and one thing, um, as a young lady, a good friend of mine, she put on a um, she, she showed something from she lived out in Oakland, Miss Tracy. She lived out in, in Oakland, and um, they did a class, African class, going across the floor. I don't know where they were at, but it was a big center. It was all bongo music, and that's nothing too. It was live music,
0: oh, yeah, that
1: was incredible. You know, yeah. you're, no dance shoes, just barefoot, and you're going across the floor. Boom, ba-dum, ba-dum, boom, 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 The bongos and drums. It was, it was such an amazing, amazing, um, experience. You know, and I've taken that with the rest of my life. I loved it, absolutely loved it. But yeah, I ended up, I ended up after a few months, come back to Dayton, and then um, my dance teacher called me, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I had even thought about going into the Air Force, and I yeah. I was, just to drop the ball right there, you know? And she said, what are you doing? You need to be dancing, put your mother on the phone. And she had already moved out to California. And that is what really got me to dance. And my teacher, Saini Richardson, she um, invited me to come out to um, LA, out to Culver City. And I ended up going out there with her, staying with her and her son. And she ended up getting me a job at the Inner City Culture Center in Los Angeles. And that started a whole new, a whole nother chapter. And that's when I started teaching and started dancing. And
0: Wow. That so says, that's- a, I mean, for her, just like, just if you hadn't been told that, like sometimes you just don't know that people see something in you and like, oh, maybe I'm, maybe it's not for me. And someone's like, oh no, you get your butt over here.
1: Yeah. Cause I she, I mean, and just, and the thing is I, that was intervention. That was just pure, like, because I didn't call her and it was just one of those days I was sitting around and the phone just rang and she said, what are you doing? I said, oh, I don't know. I um, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I just came back to New York a couple of weeks ago, yada, 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 how was it? Oh, it was wonderful, Da 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 da." And she goes, well, um, what are you gonna do now? I said, I don't know. She goes, you need to be dancing, Michael. You need to be dancing. She kept telling me, you need to be dancing. I go, "Why well, don't She said, you wanna come out to California? I said, sure. She goes, put your mother on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> rest is history as they say the rest is history.
0: wow how was that a bit of a culture shock too Or oh, like getting into that dance world or was it
1: yeah not much different
0: I, la's got I, a very I, different vibe
1: oh yo, yo mike oh yes. yes 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 i don't care what people say it is a different vibe it is um the east coast the whole new york um live music experience and then going to la which we did have some live music there too i can't i can't discredit that they did have live music in some of the um some of the um some of the workshops you did and everything. But um, basically we, we used cassette tapes. We needed music, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I ended up going out there and that just, I mean, California, it's just, it was just a beautiful, wonderful vibe. And I got, I ended up teaching at the inner city culture center um, and James Burke was the director at the time. This is 1981 in um, Los Angeles. And I tell you, I thought I just wanted to teach older kids, professional kids. He said, well, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a couple of jazz classes. I'm like, okay, yes, 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 you know. And I was 20 at the time, I turned 21 out there, but at that, at that moment I had just turned 20 and I'm like, I just want to teach like, like the <laughs> now this is me, like, 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 like getting the big head and really trying to like have big classes with older people. And he set me down and I had to swallow a whole new pill because it was like, Michael, First of all, I have a class, a, a, a children's program set up, and I would love for you to teach the children. I'm like teach children. I want you know <laughs> children. I want you, to, you know give me the, give me some <laughs> some, some dances. I want the older group. Give me a, yeah. Because um, another friend, another teacher, he had um, a, a, a class which was well established. Man, they were in there working it out, and I'm like. I want to be like his class. No, I need some dancing. I want to be that. And he really, and again, this is one of those life lessons that I will always remember. And I took with me. I took with me through my whole career. He said, let me tell you something, Michael. Those kids that's in his class, they're not promised every day. He said they show up and sometimes they don't. Children, the kids will be there every day because their parents will make sure they're there.
0: Mm. But mm-hmm.
1: more they're just they're just more hungry for it you know they're going to be up in there the adults eh, they're coming every now and then they're out there just dis- they're auditioning they're doing shows they're coming when they can da, da, da. but your c- classroom will be packed with kids and sure enough i was like okay all right <laughs> and sure enough that started me to like to liking kids in the class to have a packed classroom It's like wow and then as time progressed they got older your class will grow and then you know and and so anyway that that started me off there and uh you know I ended up doing the show at the end of an, at the um at the Los Angeles inner city culture center um called Born a Unicorn and our director of that was Ted Lange from the love boat he was the bartender oh the
0: boat. I remember him <laughs> he had to that
1: and so I'm like okay so uh and then um myself and Nina Lucas, um, we actually choreographed it. So um it, it, it was it was it was an eye-opening experience. You know, we saw a lot of people come through, a lot of celebrities came through there. And so anyway, I was and so to end this chapter in LA, I was in LA for probably, probably a couple months. And now um, what I'm doing right now, Sherry, I'm segueing, I'm segueing into, um, making a segue into um, South Africa because mm. I auditioned. That makes total
0: sense. If you go to South <laughs> Africa next.
1: Yeah. So by that time, you know, you know, you know, I was going out to the bars and I was networking. I purposely was doing stuff and going places. Um, and I can't think of the paper in New York. There was a, there's a paper called Backs. There was Backs. There was a, I forgot which oh, yeah. one, but. The there's dirt
0: alert and backstage Dirt alert, dirt alert
1: backstage variety yeah. i made sure I, I looked at every paper i went to every audition yada 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 and so i end up getting i end up getting three movies as extra i mean and right <laughs> now i haven't seen and believe it or not i haven't seen any of the movies
0: but <laughs> you can put was, on your resume
1: yeah but they're on my resume though but <laughs> one was called uh uh Bay, Bay City, it was something, I was, a I, anyway, I was like a a, a a spectator at a baseball game or something. I don't know. And then one was called Penitentiary Part Two. Um, they filmed at the candy store. I was a, a dancer in that. And then there was a movie called Night Shift with Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton. I was a dancer in that, and they filmed that at the Odyssey. It was a huge gay bar in, in West Hollywood called The Odyssey, which mysteriously burnt down years ago. But anyway, they filmed the club scene, Night Shift, there. And a, amongst the dancers in the nightclub was the Solid Gold dancers. Remember the Solid oh. Gold? Big
0: I wanted to be that more than anything in the world. I even I sent like, 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 a video. Oh with, <laughs> that's our dream back then. I'm writing this down, Night Shift. I'm going to find that.
1: Yeah. And so, and so I ended up doing that. Um, and uh, okay, so, okay, a little side bit. Okay, I had to say this part. They had catering service for lunch. So when they, we went on break, of course, I didn't know nobody. And so I walked outside, they had these double doors and on the sidewalk, I mean, on the sidewalk, on the on, along the sidewalk, they had all these catering vans for food. And so I went out there and I just stood against the wall, you know, and I just stood there for a minute, like, okay, I'm on a break right now. You know, this is interesting. This is exciting. I'm on a movie set. And the doors opened a few seconds later, a few minutes later. And I looked and I was like, Ooh, is that who I think of it? Is? And I just turned my head back around. I said, Oh my God, that's Henry, Henry Winkler. It's Fonzie. I, as the Fonzie. That's how, <laughs> that's how I know him as the Fonzie. You know, I was like, Oh my God. I'm Fonzie. And he started walking like my way. I'm thinking he's going to go straight to the, to the truck. And he kept coming close and he was heading towards my way. I'm like, Oh my God, he's walking up to me. Oh my God, oh my God, he's going, oh my God, here he comes. And he stood beside me and said, How you doing? I said, Oh, I'm doing fine. Like I I didn't know he was coming. I'm like, Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? He goes, I just want you to know, I was watching your dance. You are an excellent dancer, man. I said, Oh, thank you. Okay, thank you. He said, Oh, no problem. I just want you to know that. I said, Okay, I appreciate that. Okay. And he turned around and walked back in. That freaked me completely. Oh
0: my out. gosh, I'm like, this because, dude, he didn't, yeah, he didn't have to take the time to do that. Like those people that do it that, was like after, oh,
1: because it, it was chaos when he it was inside the club, there was yeah. so many people everywhere. And he just walked out, he saw me walk out and came, he gave me that compliment. Um, that was, um, as far as celebrity, I'm, I'm jumping, I'm jumping a few years ahead, but as far as celebrities, um, um giving me compliments, him and Carol Channing, they both came out their way to say something to me in my career. And I had to say that because they were wonderful people and they didn't have to do that. Yeah, uh, when they
0: take the time, I wish I had danced with you. I think you came after I was gone, but all the things I'm here, I'm like, I I would have loved to have taken your class. I mean, everything. Yeah, and just even getting to talk to him, like, I wish I was there at the same time, just to even get to dance with you.
1: Wow. when when, When I went back inside, I had met this girl, Arnisha Walker, and um, she was a singer out in LA. And she told me about they were. She knew some people that were looking for some dancers to go to South Africa to Sun City. I said, "Okay, we'll exchange numbers, yada yada." And so now I got end up getting Sun City from doing the movie Night Shift. You know, and again, this is networking. You just meet people. Mm -hmm. And I went, so I found out the information and I ended up going to Santa Monica and I auditioned with everybody. Now, this is how this worked. This is how this played out. I auditioned and what it it was, Sherry, they had already had the audition. They were still looking for somebody. So I guess they said, everybody, you know, go out and look for somebody, you know, try, try to find somebody, yada, yada. She didn't go. She wasn't part of the show, but she just knew that they were looking for somebody. And she saw me dancing. and she said, they're looking for another dancer. And I said, OK. So when I c- contacted the people, they said, well, there's an audition. It's not our audition, but could you just jump in that audition that way we can just see how you dance? I said, sure. And so I went in there. They said, OK, you know, yada, yada. We'd like to sign you up. I said, okay, fine. She said, we're having the signing of contracts such and such a date. Could you come? I said, sure. So what I did, I've never signed a contract in my life. This was my first professional show, Sun City. And I've never signed a contract. Didn't know what I was reading, what I was doing. So in turn, because my dance teacher got me out there I had her come to be my guardian to read over the contract for me just make sure and yeah. plus when I told her she go oh Michael yes I need to go out with you to see what's going on I said okay and so she drove me out to Santa Monica and it was 10 dan- it was ten Americans going it was 10 Americans going. um Dan Nelson I can drop his name you know Dan Nelson he was one of the dancers <laughs> yeah I don't know if you know Dan Nelson no it right? doesn't
0: sound familiar
1: no. okay so he was one of the dancers, him and him and his wife. But anyway, uh, we ended up signing the contracts and we went over to South Africa, but the dancer they were looking for was the understudy. It was for a principal understudy. So I don't know if you know Jerry Lewis. I, know, I said Jerry Lewis, Lord Jesus, not Jerry Lewis. <laughs> I know
0: Jerry Lewis. <laughs> <Not> Jerry, Lewis.
1: <laughs> um, um, Jerry James, Jerry James out of Vegas. He um, was the lead. And they needed an understudy for him. So I was going to do course, but also as a lead understudy, which I got to do. And um, yeah. that was awesome. And so that's when me and Narvelle ended up working together for the first time. We had met at the Fame audition. We had met before, but that was the first time me and Narvelle worked together. And that's when I went over to Sun City. and I stayed for a year. And so it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah.
0: Was that show like a review kind of show?
1: The show... Kind of like- Vegas, no, um, the extravagant. I was in the fourth extrav. Um, I know they definitely had six. I don't know how many they had after that. I know definitely they had six extravaganzas. We were in the fourth one together. Voila. Voila. That show, and they say extravaganzas because they're like Vegas shows. Foot on, um, you know, Tits and Feathers, the, the whole, you know, the waterfall. And it was just a uh-huh. beautiful, beautiful Beautiful um, um, stage, maybe maybe a little bit smaller than your regular Vegas showroom. But it was it was a wonderful extravaganza. And so our, the star of our show was Marty kane Marty kane she was a British. Um, she was a British comedian singer and she made her way on the BBC. And so she brought her choreographer, Jeff Richard, over there to choreograph our extravaganza. And both have passed since. Marty Kane has passed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Choreographer Jeff Richard has passed since then. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking, what, 19? We're talking, by the time I go over, it was like 80, it was like 81, 82. You know, I was over there for a year. But...
0: Um, How'd you like living there?
1: Um, it was very different. Um, there was, there was a... So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a backtrack to the meeting, the signing of the contract. Hmm. They did um, warn us and made us aware of apartheid. I did not know about apartheid. I'd never heard of apartheid. I know how it's spelled. I looked what it meant. And they explained everything. But they said, when you guys be rehearsing in Johannesburg, you know, and also in Sun City, you will um, have security. You know, we're in a secure hotel where we go around. We all go around to the to the rehearsal room to get to the rehearsal center together. And um, that was pretty much right. But um it just it just goes far much more deep more deep than that. So as far as keeping things on the surface, um, we we had no problems going to rehearsal and coming back to the hotel. Um, I think everything that happened to me, I had about I had about three about two or three incidents that really stands out. That uh, it all happened when. We were actually doing the performance of you know the run of of voila that happened on our night off, or we went into the city, we went back to Johannesburg, or we're you know you know went to go see a, a review out in the you know out on the outskirts of Johannesburg. It was kind of scary, you know. It's a you know to, to give you an example, we all went to see a show, a cabaret show, as a group, and um you know the guys at one table, I guess because. Sun City of the Dancers, we're all mixed. It's all black and white. You know, we had three black American guys. Um, there were no American black girls. It was it was me, Jerry, and Narvell. You had two South African light-skinned brothers. But as far as Americans, we were the three black Americans. So you they saw us sitting over there, you know, with the white girls, the dancers, and everybody together, and they just like. Well, like, what is going on here? What, I mean, what's happening here? And they started trouble with us. You know, they wanted to, um, we got outside to the parking lot. We had to run to the cars because it was chasing us. You know, and these are yeah. all the dancers. We all, we all stick together. Yeah. And they brought up big old Coke bottles to hit the car with. They had they had these cut off water hoses hitting the Stan, Stan Berkowitz, his car, hitting my roommate's car at the time. Um, it was really bizarre. And I'm like, wait, are we back in the 60s again? What's going on here? You know, and this is the 80s. I mean, this yeah. is the time of apartheid. You know, I had somebody try to trip me coming out the bathroom one time. Um, yeah, and then we, me and Jerry James, we were chased down the streets of Johannesburg out of a bar one time. And thank God we both got it. I mean, we, we separated that night. And like I said, this is just the surface I'm going over. It goes right. deeper than that. We both made it back to the apartment safety. No one got a hold of me because hell, I ran I ran track in school. You couldn't catch me.
0: <laughs> I catch
1: you. I, I, you wouldn't know. We add a little
0: fear on top 21. of that adrenaline.
1: And at that time I turned 21. So I I was on the track team for years. And for the four years I was in school. So it's like, you're not catching me. Uh-uh. I got I gotta go. I gotta go back. And I'm wow. do, 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 do. Running, just running. Do, 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 do. But anyway.
0: Um, what was the audience the who were the people that came to the show were they south africans are they tourists visiting because sometimes like those places Everybody. are more the tourists, tourists that come
1: well it was mostly i'm gonna say both because don't forget sun city is like a small vegas venue i mean it, i yeah. mean you know it's sun city you are going to the land entertainment the city of entertainment so I, I would venture to say it was probably both you know um i know hot gossip they were performing out over in the Super Bowl in the small showroom, the Galaxy Show Bar. Hot Gossip was over there. Splash, they were over there. Oh really? Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl room, they call it Super Bowl room. I'm um, Shirley Bassey performed there. Um, G- um George Benson, Shana Na, Dolly Parton, um, all these people, Liza Minnelli. you know, all these people would come to the big show bowl, the, the Super Bowl room, and then they had a small galaxy bar, and that's what Splash would perform, or Hot Gossip. We were over in the main showroom in the hotel. That's where voila all the mm. extravagant were. So you had entertainment all over the all over the park there. You know, mm. so everybody so everybody was in the audience pretty much. You know, because say we go yeah. see their show, the kids will come see our show, and then you look yeah. around. You tell a lot of tourists was there, a lot of tourists. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's the thing I loved in Reno, like that Tahoe had shows, and on your day off, or you could go like to a two. 2 a.m. show somewhere that it was yeah. nice when dancers would go because you yeah. want to see the shows but also to support so what was there a reason you left there was it just the end of the contract or the show
1: yeah end of the contract by that time they had um they all for, they were for another i think six weeks i don't know i just stay. i want to go by a time myself and another young lady she ended up wanting to leave too so at that point I flew back to the States. Um, And, okay, I have to say this. So when I was in L.A., and by the time, you know, I had did night shift and did all that, the summer was about over. It was, like, in the middle of the summer. So basically, it was summer when I left there. When I went to South Africa, our contract started in September. It's below the equator. So it was just starting summer in Africa. So I did a summer in L.A., a summer in Africa. When I came back at the end of their summer, it was the beginning of summer again in oh LA. Gosh. I came back in June. I had three summers that one, once in my lifetime, I had I didn't seen winter for three, really? three years. It was, wow. it was amazing. In Ohio,
0: you guys get some pretty brutal. You're used to real winters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We get real winters here. So um, yeah, but I, I got back, I came back in June and um. oh, and, and by the way, real fast. Going back to the Inner City Culture Center, now this is tying in Hello Hollywood. Before I left, when I was teaching at the Inner City Culture Center, a young lady approached me. She says, um, you know, there, there's a show up in Reno called Hello Hollywood, hello. I said, what? She said, Hello Hollywood, I said, I never heard of that. She goes, yeah, they're looking for dancers. That's when I first went to Hello Hollywood, hello and audition. And I got um, a call back, I, I made the audition. I got a call back, went the next day and they said they had to go to Vegas and they came back and said, we're sorry, but there's no positions opening right now, yada, yada. That's when I went back to LA and ended up, you know, doing night shift, doing all this stuff. Now, moving forward, after I came back from Africa, I looked in the paper, they would have no dishes again. That's when I went back to Hello Hollywood. And that was my second time going to Hello Hollywood. And I made it that time. Cause they, there with positions. You have to, they have to be positioned. They just can't hire people just to throw them in there. They have to right. be open. And that's another thing I learned, you know, you, they have to be an opening and they have to be an opening where you can fit the costumes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. you guys said that in the interview. Yeah. It has to like, they're not going yeah. yeah. to alt- make a huge feel, major alter. Like you seem to fit the person's leaving. Was yeah. yeah. it the same? Yeah. Did they give you the same choreography? Cause I think most people say it was top hat and heat wave was and so, like, oh, yeah, I've done this was. before. So when you came back, were you doing wow, the same I'm glad you audition remember.
1: choreography?
0: Well, Cuz they just remember did *Narvels*, and yeah. he said I, I, that I think every.
1: Yeah. It was heat wave. It was heat, wave. and now you mentioned, it was top hat. It was heat wave and top hat. Wow, heat wave. i always remember it that double, mm-hmm. that double, the double pirouette, Shanae out of it, and slap your ass. You know, it <laughs> was that the fast. It was the fast part of heat wave. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there was a lot more dancing in that one. I felt like some. That that show had what like top hat, heat wave were probably where you're dancing the hardest. Or beginning to see the technique. You can't not have technique and do top hat.
1: And of course, we all look forward to space because space space and heat wave were the dancing numbers for the guys anyway. Yeah. Yeah, So were you you were
0: in disco space disco or living? Yeah. Yeah. Were you in the first part too, or was that because that was like really fun?
1: The serpent- look at that choreography the Serpentine, the serpentine <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> so I was looking at it look like it changed like i don't know if it was whacking locking but i feel like you guys got to do some stuff that was just like the cool stuff that now is like oh that's so 70s like but that was yeah. what was cool then which was now cool again
1: well Jill- jillian had me choreograph a few accounts of of space she did have me change some of it. And I was obliged to do it. It's like, I had no problem with that. And I knew, so the, here's the tidbit. All the black dancers at the time when I was in the show, believe it or not, we were left-leggers. We kicked with our left.
0: Oh, believe wow.
1: Or not. <laughs> the only one that was not with Brian Davis. He was on this white leg. <laughs> <laughs> so, <when
0: I, laughs> so we're switching oh, it for the lefties.
1: So when I end up doing it, I end up doing something with do the hitch kick and we all did on the, on the, on the left leg. So that was the advantage of, of doing that and of knowing that everybody was on their left leg. So I'm like, okay, y'all, let's go. Cause Brian, you got to suck it up, doggone it. Majority well, the, majority rule.
0: Well, that's like um, most of the kicks are on the right because that's people's better side. So then we get worse and worse at our left. And I have a show up here I choreographed and I said I wouldn't do that. But if their leg is higher on one side, you keep giving them their better side, which makes their other side less now. and less and less so it's way smarter to make people have to do both
1: now now that's a good point because when i when i do choreography even to this day i to do it i'm not dancing so it's like what leg do y'all want to kick i need a kick right here i need this right here i need to do on this what leg do you guys want and the majority and again majority rules oh, all right okay if there's a section where i'm doing a couple or a solo I ask that person what leg do you want to kick? I always give the option because I want you to show off your best. Yeah, I don't want to give you a kick in your knees, your head. You all hunch back, and they'd be like, "Why'd you do that?" Well, he said with the right leg. Yeah, he kicks better on his left. Oh, I didn't know that. He should have told me. So, I always ask first. What leg do you want to kick? Or split on? Or whatever, whatever. I do give yeah. people the option. I'm not. I'm not dancing. You're dancing, so I don't right. care. You know.
0: Well, I feel like in well heat waves, I and space i mean there's a lot of kicks the guys were i feel like you were doing many kicks because i look at a lot of the pictures guys kicked right a, up there next to their head yeah. like the girls
1: yeah we had a, we had a hitch kick in there
0: wow so when you got into the show you were replacing someone when did Narvell when how do you guys line up about didn't you come in about the uh, same time
1: i know me and i know me and carl hudson came in together um Fred and Narvel might have came in together a contract after, cause we were back to back. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. my, myself. talking came in. Me and Narvel didn't go in together, but he came after me. If I'm not mistaken, him and him and him and Fred. Um, and don't forget, we had just worked together. And voila, it's a city, me and Narvel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was like to come. Did you guys know that you were going to end up there? Was it a surprise? Know, like, uh-uh. It was so funny. Oh, was fun. We
1: worked together four times. He's the only dancer in my whole career I worked with four times. It's incredible, me and Narvel. We just follow each other. It's the craziest thing.
0: How'd you like doing Hello Hollywood? Because you were also doing oh, teaching God. and extra things. Like it just,
1: yeah, I absolutely and- love, love, love. And the cool thing about Jillian and Adrian, they gave me, they gave me, the leeway to be able to, to, to not only to dance and 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 to teach, but to do my choreography and to expand my, you know, my choreography, my ideals, my creation. Um, they also had me uh, ask me if I would do the business theater, you know, which was really a huge, huge thing to me. I was like, oh, of course, yes. You know, so, you know, we mixed, bi- you know, business with theater. You know, the business theater was, it was awesome. Um, the thing I have to share with everyone, though, is that um, w- when I first got there, Tim, Se- you know, there's always was one black lead. Um, and Tim Searcy was it when I got into the show. He was the center Heat Wave. Yeah. Um, was, was I'm not going to say it was only black Lee because, no, Scott Burrell, there's other, you know, guys who did it as well, but as far as the um, black line concerned, it was usually the black guy from the line that did it, so they called me to the office one day and said, would you like to understudy Tim for Heat Wave? I said, sure, of course, you know, no problem at all, you know, so I had to go, went home, you know, they gave me about a week or so, whatever, and I went home and created this dance, and I listened to music, kept going over and and, you know, put putting put my left kick in it, you know, and, you know, making sure I do all the stuff I know I can do, the double pirouette, leap out of it, you know, just, you know, just working it out, working it out. And so I showed them in between shows. Of course, everybody was watching, you know, so I was under, under a little pressure there. And they said, oh, well, cool, you know, we like your, your we like your center. So um, when something happens to Tim, you'll go on. I said, okay, cool. So, um... Eventually, Tim left the show. uh, And when he left, uh, when he was leaving, they called me back into the office. Tim was our center heat wave. And um, at that point, how do I put this? At this point, Brian Davis was our captain. Brian has always been captain since I was in the show. The four hmm. years I was in Hollywood, Brian Davis was our captain. And so they called me to the office with Tim, was and said, so Michael, listen, we like to give you the opportunity to be either send a heat wave, be the lead in that, or be the dance captain, to be the boys dance captain. I said, oh, okay, so let think about it. Just think about it, let us know. I said, oh, okay. And so, you know, I, you know, I went back to the dressing room. I was thinking, you know, everything. And of course I told, I told Fred at the time, you know, you know, I told some of my close friends, I was like, okay, well, you know, this is what's going on. And so Sherry, I got to thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I don't mind, you know, I was teaching doing choreography, you know, a dance captain position. Brian's doing a good job at that. And I know he had to go up and teach everybody, yada, yada. I don't want that headache, whatever. Keep me in the limelight. And so I told mm-hmm. her
0: I went back to said,
1: keep me. I said, yes, I want to do Center Heat Wave. Let me be principal, please. And I that way, let my light shine. Let me be in the spotlight, yada yada. I can do that. I feel good about it. It's my own choreography. And so she says, okay, cool. She goes, We'll make you Center Heat Wave and you'll be assistant dance captain. How's that? I go, okay. All oh, right. Wow. I, better I better have my cake and eat it too. There you go. And so they made me assistant under Brian. So basically, but wait, when they had auditions, they still called me into audition the boys. They never called Brian into audition the boys. They called me into audition, but for cleanup, Brian always cleaned up the boys, which I had no problem with that.
0: I had right. no problem
1: so and that's yeah, so that was a wonderful thing. So I was doing, so I was doing heat wave, assistant, um, captain, and then doing the business theater, you know? And then on side of that, I was core, I was still teaching for um, Ava Kerr. I taught for Nevada Ballet Arts, The Body Works. Uh, remember The Body Works? Um, I taught for Barbara Fox at the time. Um, and then, besides that, I would go home work on choreography. I did different showcases at the clubs, the different bars around there. I did the, the coronations they had at the convention center. Um, the A's, benefits, I did a little bit of everything out there. I did so much, um, Sherry, and I had a good time doing it. I didn't get burnt out. I had a one, four years, was the best four years of my life in, in, in Reno working with Hello Hollywood, just being associated with that. Oh because God. at the end of the day, all of that, you still went backstage, put your makeup on, and did, and did two shows a night. <laughs> you still wow. had yeah.
0: Did you have to, did you, for the nightclubs, was that your thing? initiation to get it going do you have to go in there and present it or were they looking yeah, for people because well, you've got a hustle quality it sounds like
1: yeah i want to get there, out there talk. and
0: find stuff mm-hmm.
1: i talked to the owners and they said um uh, sure now and I always even even now if, if i'm in a, a bar a party scene a club scene i always can mention something to them i said well we're not here to discuss it right now we can discuss it you know tomorrow you know we sit out and have coffee or if the bar is open tomorrow and the day when no one's here we can discuss it then. I said, but um, I have an idea for your club. I would love to bring the dancers down. And see, don't forget, all you had to do was mention Hello Hollywood Hello, that you're part of that that whole group yeah. of, of massive people. You know, they welcome the performers to come down there and perform. And that's what I did. But Sherry, what I did, I took it a step further. I just never had a show with just Hello Hollywood dancers. I would invite other dancers from the other shows, the Flamingo Hilton. I would invite people from like Tahoe, from Harvey's,
0: from yeah. Harris.
1: I invited all the show kids. If I would pick out one person for me, show, can you choreograph the number? Oh, Sherry, you have the flamingo. You want to put a number together? Then oh, you guys come.
0: Oh,
1: fun! You're the guest, You're my guest choreographer. I yeah. did that a lot. So therefore, it's just not me. Then just about Michael Shepard and Hello Hollywood. I made sure that other dancers from other shows came to that way. They have an outlet.
0: Yeah. You know, That's so think? beautiful. I mean, cause it is, there's that community. When I was in yeah. Puerto Rico, yeah. I worked for Barry Ashton, but there's a Miller Reese show. And then there's another one. I heard. I and we right, all, yeah. There was like, I feel like we kind of all looped around each other with some of these producers, but It was. We found each other right away. That's who we hung out with. We'd go see each other's shows. We would go to dance classes. We would put performances on. We would do our parties together because there's that camaraderie. But if you are, it just never felt competitive. I just I like when there's that like everybody. Let's find each other. Let's make it because that's like how fun because you get to keep your creative mind and body going. You're not just doing the same show. Mm -hmm. I love that. Were you doing? Because I remember there was classes in between shows, and it would be like. I don't know if they were still doing when you were there. That stage was so okay. big, but I think there'd be like African, four okay. classes. There'd be tap, African, African yes. jazz, ballet. And we'd, yeah. take, we'd do a two-hour show, and then we would dance for an hour, maybe grab something to eat and do another show. But I just love that energy because you could say, you'd have to go drive to a studio, we'd just walk stage left, upstage, downstage, and have a, there was just so much variety. And I just, that was new because I, that was like you, when you move out of your small town, and you get, you're get first exposed to all these great dancers, and they're giving and the, I don't even think we paid for classes. I don't know if we donated or whatever we did. We just were so hungry for more. And just to have that caliber of dancers. I remember, I don't know if when you were there, Debbie Reynolds was there with her dancers. I think Juliette Prowse. So they would come through and those, it would be a long stay. And then we, mm-hmm. I would take classes. I don't, it wasn't Maggie Banks, but there was another studio that had oh, more than jazz. I forgot about
1: Maggie Banks. I taught her Maggie Banks too. That was, my, you... that was my first time. That was my first time teaching. It was Maggie Banks. Thank you for really? being Got about that. Yes, yes, Maggie Banks. Wow,
0: uh-huh. wow. Yeah, I just think for growth-wise, the show makes you grow, but only so much. And then all these other extra things that pushed you. We did an air tape fashion show somewhere. We were wearing the dresses from night and day and wore these gorgeous costumes. And it's like, oh, you can do extra things, which I, I don't know that you get to do that in many things now with dance. They usually kind of keep you isolated. Yeah. And it was just like, whatever you wanted to do. People were doing comedy shows. I don't know if you worked with, Greg's Craig Seely, if he was still around, was putting comedy shows on like, I just feel like almost every weekend there was something you could go that somebody in the show was creating.
1: Look, as long as you was on that stage, when that curtain went up, that's all that mattered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there was a thing when with um, Nutcracker was Leslie was saying that they weren't supposed to be doing anything outside. Mm-hmm. And they got in trouble, and then they had a talk with someone. They let them do that because it was actually kind of good publicity that you've got Hello Hollywood, good. Hello well, people. They
1: she, maybe she, they broke. The, they were the icebreakers. Thank you, Leslie. Hopefully, that was it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. To make for more people, so I know Charo was in the show there. How did you work? Because you, you just posted a picture. Wasn't she in Hello Hollywood as one of the guests?
1: Yes, just um talk? I have a picture um with, with all the guys. We all took a picture around Charo. Um, And and believe it or not, I don't remember much of her being in the show, but yeah, she's definitely our show. Um, But that was was back, they had to be. I was in the show from 83 to 87. So it was towards the middle of the 80s when she came over. That's when it turned to Bally's and they started doing the headliners. Yeah. But she, and then I ended up working with her. Then I ended up working with, ended up um, closing out my career with um, Charles out in Vegas. And um, I did three times. She had her own show huh
0: was it her own show
1: yes yeah and it's still going it's still going now yes really?
0: to, Yeah, she's oh still doing. It. Yeah,
1: I, was, I started I with her three that's when the show her first show opened wasn't it so we opened well i opened her first show um there's there's two guys that's still with her you know i think some of the girls really? but uh, we opened in um in 2003 at the aladdin
0: i would love to see because i remember when she was on as a guest, she would do her coochie, 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 her funny kind of ditzy thing. Then mm-hmm. I heard her music. She is I've phenomenal.
1: Oh, oh my. my gosh. I People had no idea. no idea. That she's a me, She was rated this, the, the, um, the second best world Flamenco guitarist. I had no idea about that. No. What was
0: the show like? Was it all her playing? Was it? oh no, well, well,
1: well, it's funny because what they did, they they snuck it in there. You only know about Charles playing a little bit of guitar, but see, we did the opening number, and uh, we came out there, a big old dance number, and then she'll come out. You know, the, the the band, the band to play her out, and she come out there and and tell jokes and everything, and do her thing and laughing and carrying on, and then later on, the you know, the dancers come back out there, and then she'll come back out. And we're going to the Coochie Coochie number with the guys playing bongos. Give me Coochie Coochie. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: it was just so fun. And then, like a little bit over halfway of the show, the lights go down and there's a spotlight. And she'll come out with the stool. They have a stool out there for her. And it's just her playing. And she'll talk to the audience about da, And everybody just focuses in on her. And there's a spotlight on her and this guitar, and she'll just start playing, and you're so mesmerized because now all the craziness has stopped in the show. You know, no more jokes, no coochie coochie. It's about this woman doing what she absolutely loves doing, and what she's really known for, especially over in Spain and maybe different countries. But she is majorly, majorly wicked on this classical guitar. It's phenomenal how she plays. And we would just sit back and just watch and it's like, wow. Okay, we're we're dancing alongside this one here. Okay, this is yeah. she does. And then that section will be over. She'll go off. And then the, the next section opened up, the dancers will be back out there again. And then she'll come back out there again doing her thing. And then the show was over. You know, so it was a treat. And everybody, everybody, we would meet people in the, our friends or family strangers out in the lobby you know people just talk and everything and they see you're a dancer they go we had no idea she played the guitar and she plays like that
0: <laughs> we're like, wow Man. i know it's and kind of sad people, i
1: mean i wouldn't even tell people about her guitar i purposely would all oh, come to the show da, 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 you're gonna love it you know and they'd be like wow she plays the guitar you didn't say that part i said yeah well that was a, that's the a surprise that's the surprise for you
0: that's her big gift yeah because the other one is kind of a personality so did mm-hmm. you, did you feel like it was kind of done before? Cause you went pretty long then. Cause 2004, you had a good yeah, long I was, career. I was,
1: 40, I was 42 when I retired.
0: Was it or just was like time for your ago. body telling you? So
1: I'm 62 now.
0: Ah. That was exactly
1: 40. Well, I'm going to do my math. That was 20 years ago.
0: I'm I 63. I thought Norvell said he's 62 or 63. Because yeah,
1: Narvel's a year older than me.
0: Okay. I think now him I'm and I were both 63 and he brought you up to you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Norvel would be we're with we're, we're the same age right now until May. Norvel's birthday's in May, so then he'll be 63. He jumps ahead okay. of me.
0: I'm older than both of you. Though. Really? <laughs> I'm just I'm turned 63. Yeah, I've been 63 since then. and I keep I don't know if you feel this, when people say, "Oh, you're not that old." And I'm like, "Maybe I'm not." And I think maybe my math is bad. And I go, "Graduated?" <laughs> no, I am. I'm 63, but it doesn't feel." And <laughs> I remember my parents saying look- that. And I don't feel like But now they're 63.
1: Like what does, what does 63 look like nowadays? Like this is,
0: I guess this is, different.
1: yeah. Back in the day when my mom and dad was 63, our grandparents was like, okay, they're older.
0: They're older. Old. Well, that's interesting. I look at my mom's, her yearbook. They look like they were 40 when they were 18. Cause they had like the first <laughs> stoles and they had the old lady haircuts and the pearls. I'm like, well, you guys already started out at 40 before you were 20. So and I think it is the life of having, being around young people keeps you younger and maybe you know we're not doing the old lady haircuts but um yeah i don't i don't feel and everybody talked to that that is our age and like no it doesn't feel like what i thought my my parents friends were they were old to me but maybe my kids think i'm old i don't care so did you did you have a hard time leaving performing or was it just feel like it was time
1: um i just it, it, yeah, it was no particular time and, and i try to you know and of course i go over this over and over in my head um it, it, it wasn't no particular time like okay i'm done it was I, and i have no idea and seriously it's funny you mentioned it because i'm thinking back on it i don't there was nothing that did ding okay time's up
0: yeah
1: i did three contracts with her and the contract's like six months with her with, with charles so i did i signed three times i did the thing and i just retired. you know what, sherry i don't see i have no idea why i stopped I, I, I'm serious. I really do not know. I just, it was just time,
0: I guess. Life. Yeah. Well, sometimes there's, time. there's, you know, your body system and also there was getting to be less and less work because the eighties and nineties, there was just a million shows. We could just keep going, but when yeah. you and get then, to an age, you have hustle I mean, and fine work and audition with young people harder.
1: By the time I came out, it was only a few shows on the strip. I mean, I going not say a few shows, but Cirque du Soleil had pretty much taken over. Um, Jubilee was still open, uh, but they were the last of the Mohegas because at that time, Follies, the fo- uh, Follies Bergère, they they had closed at Tropicana. they they had been closed, wow. so it wasn't. I mean, then of course you know, you had you know the Charles Show, you had different headlining shows that was going on. But I honestly didn't even look at that part of it. I just think it was time because I told you know I told myself you know years throughout my career that I don't know when it's time. People say, oh, you're gonna to dance to you, you know, 30, 40, 50, you know, you no, I don't know. Just when it happens, you know. You know yeah. what it happens. It's, it just happens. So when I when I did my last show, when I retired, I went to um I went into pharmacy. I did a uh, pharmacy tech. And um I stayed in Vegas for three years. Now this is when I knew it was time to Librino. I was I was like, I don't know what I was doing that day. It was hotter than all get out. And I was like, Michael Shepard, why are you still in Vegas? You're not even dancing. You don't have to be here no more. It was mm. hotter than Jesus. And I'm yeah. like, bullets going, okay, I got to go. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I get to get up out of here. And um, at that point, you know, I was single. And so I'm thinking, well, I got nowhere to go nowhere. I have no one to go with, you know, somebody would say, you want to go here? I'm going yeah, let's go. Let's move there. I don't care. I don't care. But um, at that point, you know, I've been very close with my family. I've always been close to my family. And I said, well, I went back for Christmas and I was riding around by myself and I made the decision. I said, I'm going to move back home. Mm -hmm. And I told my mom, and she was so excited. She goes, oh, thank God. I'm so glad you're coming back home. I'm so glad you're coming back home. And so I'm like, well, it's time. It's time. That's sweet.
0: Yeah, you got something to come home to.
1: After three years, um, after I retired with Charo, I stayed in Vegas for three years and then I moved back to Ohio and I've been back since. That was 03. So yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be home, you know. Um, dancing, no. I still do choreography, yes. I still work with the um, the community theaters. Um, really? Yeah. Um, I'm actually in, in the midst of about to choreograph something for the... the um, well, I really can't say. I was told not to say anything yet. I don't know anybody. Oh, they it.
0: haven't announced the show yet.
1: <laughs> From Ohio, they haven't announced it yet. If yeah, the yeah. you know everything's copyright and they until so they make their big announcement on Facebook, I can't say nothing. Yada yada. But the show, um, it will be. I won't say who, but the show would be the prom.
0: I'm doing the prom right now for high school. We are, are in Tech Week right now. I'm doing the
1: prom, <laughs> yeah. I oh,
0: it, yeah, because I couldn't it. announce I it. yet. Yeah, but
1: the music is is so funny to me.
0: Oh my gosh! Love thy neighbor. The whole—I'm having yeah, so much just, fun. Love thy neighbor. That's it. And there are things that they know. can get away with saying in this high school, but I just think this is for our time of what the the conversations are that are happening in high school. I just think I don't know if I love the show. I love the music so much, and it's just the great music. for the kids to find something they relate to.
1: Love that neighbor. Than, it's so funny you said that. That's my. <laughs> But besides the <laughs> finale song, "Let's um, Dance," um, that one and, and "Love Thy Neighbor," I just oh think gosh. they cracks me up. And you gotta have you gotta have. Um, uh, um, I'm not familiar with all the music yet. You have to have pizzazz. Have oh have yeah, yeah.
0: Something. It's got yeah. it's all fo- it's Fosse because they refer to Fosse. Yeah, and that's yeah. fun to put on non-dancers. Yeah, there's this there's a number. Um, it's it's they call it the off broad, the non-equity tour of Godspell, which they're traveling. And it's okay. so cheesy. And so trying to get them to be cheesy. I'm like, it's when you see bad modern, but they think that they can solve world hunger by how well they do it. I go, I want you to be that intense. It's, it's so <laughs> cheesy. I go, we're basically, it's fondue, full out fondue. And when they go for it, I'm like, oh, you've seen those things in dance competitions. When, that, when they're so, they're lyrical, it's almost, they just look like they're constipated. It's just so, like, they're not really doing anything artsy. They're just like so intense. Oh, i'm glad you're doing. there's something of being around young people that's great because you get to have those creative things in your head have a way a place to go i love that you're still doing that
1: yeah you have to and I, that that's what I'm, I'm i'm i absolutely love 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 creating i still of course
0: yeah.
1: of course my i have a bad knee now lord jesus i'm all old and, and decrepit but <laughs> doggone, I can get out there and you know, I don't have to execute it. I can show you what to do, yeah. I can show you you do, and I can tell you that yeah, bump it up more than what I'm doing, but yeah, get it. I can still put stuff together because it's in us. That's what we do. We can still yeah. do that. You know, the, yeah. the, the creation is still in our head. We can still do it. We might not be able to execute it the way it should be, but doggone, we know what we need to see yeah. and how it needs to be done.
0: I have a dancer that comes to my class, and she is older than me, I think she's like 65. We go across the floor. If they're doing jump, she just does tone She doesn't even jump. She still looks better than everybody in the class. She doesn't, she doesn't have to do it. I go, you, she has that maturity and that confidence. And she looks like a woman, not like a teenager trying to be sexy. I go, I would still prefer to watch that. So I think it is like, if you've got it, they can learn from you. They don't, you don't have to kick. They get to see what it looks like to have somebody embody dance fully instead of like just execute some. Tricks. That's why I don't go to dance competitions. It makes me very sad. <laughs> it's like I can see you do a triple and a crotch shot. That's awesome. But can you can you dance like feel make me feel something?
1: <laughs> For God's sake, turn your feet out, both of them. You have two. oh, yeah. I told them all the time, I don't care you if you're all non-dancers. Why you with me? You're gonna point your feet. Point your feet, Rip. please.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's
1: all. Well, I'm not well, a dancer. You are now. Point your feet okay
0: yeah that's the telltale sign like you, you can't hide that no Mm-mm. so as we're ending here this has been delightful is there any I mean I never know what I'm gonna ask but out of your time of hello Hollywood what is it you take with you because you did say there's things like I took this from this teacher from Alvin Ailey is there anything from hello Hollywood that not just as a dancer but as a, a human in this world that has changed you
1: um just just be a professional I tell you what when, when um Putting it towards these um, the 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 the, uh, the community theaters right now. Um, it's funny because they read my resume like, "Oh wow, you have an extensive resume." So yeah, you know, I'm the real deal. I've been out there and, and did my thing. And it's funny people can look at you, you don't even know they're looking at you, and how you carry yourself during a rehearsal or in the classroom. People, you know, they get that from me and say, We can tell you. The way you carry yourself, I said, good. That has rubbed off for me. I'm gonna tell you what. As much as I used to go to Ron Lewis shows and these cabaret shows and watch them tear up the floor, it's funny. We always want the opposite. We want to dance on those kind of shows, and they were yeah. like, "Oh, I'm do a Tits and feather show." Oh my God, I would love to do a big staircase, you know. And it's funny, but what I end up doing later on with Greg Thompson. You know, and oh, that's right.
0: That. You did great. I work for Greg too. It was,
1: it was, it was missed and get yeah.
0: wonderful,
1: wonderful show. Um, it was just a good outlet to be able to dance like that in cabaret. I mean, it was like, yay, it was yummy. I ate it up. Mm. But at the same time going back to Hello Hollywood, it was like that was your training to, you know, be in top hat and pull up, have a tux on, a hat, and, you know, have the whole, the whole, the whole. That whole look about yourself. Yeah. And that is what I carry with me from Hello Hollywood. And that that whole stamina of just being coming from that era. And that that show is no, it's no longer. It's not even around. You know, yeah. yet still yeah, we were in the mother of all shows of, of mm-hmm. uh, a <laughs> Zig you know, theater. You know, that was, yeah. the, that was to me. I mean, that's amazing. You know, and back in the day we saw um, I did see Hallelujah Hollywood. I think I saw either, when I was doing business theater, either it was the end of that or it was Jubilee. No, you know what? I think it was Hallelujah Hollywood we did see. They invited us to see that show while we were out in Vegas. But then, you know, you had Jubilee, you know. So I think being a part of that. Oh, another thing too, um, a friend of mine has a whole bunch of collections of um, Time Warner, the, the, the Time Warner classics. And it's all Zig Follies and yada, yada, yada. And if you think about it, we're just an extension of all of that. Yeah, yeah. we extension of Zick Fee Follies. The, the Kelly Boys, you know, the Bluebells, all of that, you know. No, we're not back in the 30s and 40s. But doggone it, we're a part of that whole generation, the whole genre of theater. Yeah. You know, of entertainment.
0: Yeah. You know. Oh, my gosh. Somebody is talking about how, you know, when you look at all these choreographers that have, and producers that are well-known, but Don Arden really should be in there in the history of yeah. shows that he's not, you know, it's like, a, because it is like, Zigfield went away, but Don Arden brought a different yeah. updated thing. And so when that went away, like there's no more Vegas showgirl shows, but there's still things are carrying I'm on really other ones to keep it alive somehow. I just think I'm like really the- they, got,
1: they completely got rid of this, the whole showgirl look. I'm really surprised. Like no one stepped up to the bank. and go, no, no, this will always be here we can't everything else can come that's come we welcome everything else we welcome this but we're not going to get rid of this over here because without this you wouldn't have that yeah you know
0: i was in paris the week before the lido closed and it was just heartbreaking because it's 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 paris history it's it's french culture and the the moulin rouge is there but it's very different but it is it was sad to go is there anybody that's going to come and say hey this is worth keeping or maybe after it goes away people will wish for those days again of glamor and you don't just go to a show in your jeans and drink your beer. <laughs>
1: well, the beautiful thing we have, um, I'm sure that the museum's in Paris and all over the world too, but the good thing about out in, in, in Reno, you know, thank God for people like Karen Burns yeah. who preserved the costumes, um, in Las Vegas there is a, um, a showgirl museum or something to that effect I've never I seen went to it. that one yeah I know exactly where the, the Limarachi museum is over that over that way I know exactly where it is I never went into it but thank God there are, are such institutions that's that's going to reserve these and preserve them you know from here to, for other generations to be like oh well we're dancers but too bad you know we went't back in in that time doing that as we say same thing about back in the day the Julie Garland and all that Mickey Rooney doing all these shows like wow that would have been something to be a part of that but in in essence we were a part of that yeah yeah it's a whole different generation you know mm. I was very uh. proud and I'm still proud to be a part of the Hello Hollywood yeah.
0: family
1: it opened uh. my eyes it made me grow it made me yeah. grow and also appreciate other other parts of the arts of, of dance you know yeah um, you've had a, a good
0: eclectic career you've gotten you've gotten a lot of different styles and influence and performance opportunities
1: with, but speaking of golden rainbow um uh, we had a chance to work with for the first time i had a chance to work and the only time i had a chance to work with um, ron lewis you know but it yeah. was we did the um dun, 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 dun. will rock will roger's Oh yeah
0: yeah did you have the ha- yeah. tambourine hats and the whole oh like
1: and see we did that with mr gett as well mr gett had that in our in the in the um in the wild wild west show which yeah. is the family show that was part of our finale the star spangled banner so you know it was it was good to have another have another look on that and i don't know i think they they differ a little bit but it's pretty much the same it was pretty much same you gotta stick to the same routine though yeah i think some things might have been changed around but the work with Mist and Get and the work with um, Ron Lewis on that was just phenomenal. I, 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 really, I really got into that. I really did.
0: Mm-hmm. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Michael. I'm so glad that I got to get more than. I love the one with the four of you, but I'm like, there's, we just barely scratched the surface. So, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. when we do this, a lot of us just end up with even more appreciation for what we got to do. It's just kind of good to re- revisit that and look at your life in the whole and go, this was just a really beautiful, bright part of my life that made me grow in a way that nothing else probably would have done that
1: i just and, and of course we all love and appreciate you for doing this it's like you you know you you i think it's something that we've always wanted to do even with each other it has to be on a big spectrum like you're doing it on a very big spectrum but even like some of our closest friends like you know some there's some of us that we know about the other person and then you meet somebody along the way and go oh you know, so-and-so, I don't know you know, so-and-so, you know, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah. we're all connected. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what? You did so so we're too? Pulling the
0: too? They're pulling the little threads closer, so we're all kind of yeah. knit in the same you know,
1: thing. you bigger spectrum of all of this, yeah. which is awesome. We love you for that.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes. I'm putting yes. this into a book I'm and condensing it, because, but also having people's own voices. So if we, pa- like I have Adrian that I recorded him. I'm so glad that I have that. It's, it's his oh, voice. Wow. It's his interview. So when we go on, people can hear, hear us and still hear the stories. There's people that I've had granddaughters of somebody who's 80 something. said, I didn't know my grandma was a badass. This is amazing. So like that, our stories can keep going on. And then like, we find that we're part of this huge collection. that's beautiful. So that's, that's the thing I love is we're just kind of understanding that we were part of something that was just unique for a certain time that we were born right at the right time. We were <laughs> and had long. You, know you had what? to have long legs and be a certain height. So <laughs> you know
1: what? <laughs> you know what? It's funny because yeah, we could have been like, "Oh, I wish she was in that show. I wish I was doing this. I wish she was doing that." No, you were born when you were supposed to be born. You were meant to go to that city. You were meant yeah. to leave that city. You were meant to go audition for this. You were meant not to get that audition. You were meant to get that audition. Yes. Everything lines up together. Oh my but gosh! Our, yeah, listen, I, I tell people, our we don't know our destiny, but I tell you what: God has written whether you believe in God or whatever being that you believe in. Our book of our life has already been written. We just have to live it.
0: Yeah, that's all. We have
1: to live it. We have no idea. We just turn the page every day. We have yeah. no idea what's next, but it's been—it's been, it's been written. Yeah. We be
0: well, you just, we just think, you just show up.
1: We just thank you. Just show up, and just I tell show... people, this is my saying. I'm gonna let you go. Every day of our life, this is, not a re- this is not a rehearsal. This is a show. Every day, this is not, we can't say, okay, stop, can we do that again? No, we can't. No, no, this is the show. So when you go out, you do your thing, You, what you say to people is written in the, in the, in, in the universe. It, you can't take nothing back, whether it's good or bad. If you do good or bad, you can't take it back. You can't say, cut, can we do that again? No, you can't. This oh. is the show right here. You know, mm. so when we leave this earth, this is what we're going to remember each other by. Yeah.
0: You know? Oh my so gosh. So when you start, when you start going over your choreography for the prom, there is a line. One thing's universal: life's no dress rehearsal. Wow. That's in there. So when you get to that part, think of what you just said, because it is like wow. there's a couple yeah. lines that come after that, but it's one of my little favorite parts of that dance. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but this is this is it. This is the show. <laughs> this is, this the, is show. the
1: show. Yeah, until someone pulls awesome me off with a hook. <laughs> you were in showbiz. Somebody you wish you was in showbiz. You are in biz. In biz, it may not be a big shoe to you, but this is it, though. This is it.
0: Yeah.
1: Miss Sherry, I appreciate oh, thank
0: you. you. I love, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm excited for people to get to hear more of your story.
1: Okay.